right, we're back. Cocktails and Questions, episode 26. This is actually the first episode we've done in all of 2019. It's good to see your faces, all of you. You're looking good, Brandon. Thanks, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I spun out of the year of the dog of 2018. Happy Chinese New Year, by the way. Yes. Happy Chinese. Today is, is the yesterday year, was, I believe. The, the year of the pig. The year of the pig. pig. Which yeah. apparently is a good thing. And I dig swans, so I'm happy. There right, but go. they say like the, the pig means that the boys that are born in the year of the pig are happy and healthy and plump. Okay. I think that's what I heard. Well, I wasn't born this year, so I don't really care what they say because it won't affect me. Yeah, and I'm not having any more kids if my wife's listening, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but uh, 2018 was a wild one. 2019 <laughs> is well underway. Uh, Super Bowl was this uh, past weekend. What did you guys think of the game? Patriots Boring. versus... Yeah. Boring. All right, well, I, I enjoyed it. I was happy with the outcome. The commercials kind of suck, too. are really good at what they do. Mr. Tom Brady is the GOAT, hands down. Um, you know that really bothers him. It's okay. He hates being called the GOAT. Well, he listens does to this. He? So yeah, he does. does he? Like, I mean, does he? He's like, yeah, I don't that's like what somebody who would want to be called the <laughs> goat just would say. It on, right. like, yeah. You know me, what I hate? Please call me the goat. People just keep coming up to me and telling me I'm the greatest Tom, of all time. You're the greatest. You're gonna yeah. live forever. Oh man! I'm oh, like, do you think oh, he knows so what annoying. That means? <laughs> do you think he just thinks he means like goat? He is old. There are like people that hate Boston. He is old enough to not know what does goat mean. He's old enough to not know that it means greatest of all time. Anyway, it was fun, but. We're, we're into February, which means we've got to get our 2019 predictions in now in order to take credit for them <laughs> later. Yes. So we've each got a couple of predictions uh, focusing on culture, technology, and business, some form of combination in there. Um, so, Mr. Ben, kick it off with you, man. Heading into the new year, what are you thinking about? Um, and I, I guess I can't predict stuff that already happened in January. And You can pretend to take credit okay. for it if you want. So my big prediction, um, and I think this is probably very obvious, but also I don't see enough people focusing on this is that 2019 is the year of the cloud and really probably like 2013 was the year of the cloud. But when I say the year of the cloud, I think that there's going to be some things that happen in the cloud space um, that, uh, that really sort of change the entire ecosystem. And so um, for people who don't really understand how big of a deal the cloud is. There's really a couple of players, right? There's Amazon Web Services. Uh, you've got Microsoft's Azure. IBM's got some offerings. You've got Rackspace. Um, Google's got their cloud. But for the most part, businesses are moving away from physical infrastructure and they're hosting all of their environments, their applications in the cloud. And there's this war right now. And main wars between Microsoft. Microsoft is blowing the doors off. Uh, I mean, they got back to being the most valuable company for about three seconds because of this traction they've got in um, the cloud space with Azure. Amazon, that is the most profitable part of their business and probably the most profitable business out there today, their cloud offering. Everything from Netflix to fill in the blank runs on, on Amazon. I think this year we're going to see some big shakeups. First thing, I think Amazon spends off their cloud business and makes it a standalone. And there's been a lot of projections. That means it could be one of the top 10 most valuable companies on its own. Do you think that's Just because they're, they can't grow under the e-commerce umbrella? Why would they do that? I think they would they would do it, one, because um, it, it, well, a couple of things. I think the business is more valuable by itself, and Amazon typically is not profitable. Everything else they do is like just a dumpster fire of cash, you know? And so they, um, what a by spinning it off, I know, right? What it's a problem. It's great. But <laughs> cloud, AWS is really what's propped that business up for a long time. Do you I think, think that. Wait, do you think they're going to try and get rid of it before the divorce? Do you the, think that? The, do you think there's some yeah. calculus in there? If Jeff just sells oh, it before, like, and he's like, "Half the cloud," <laughs> and he's, he's, it's your fault. He's, hopefully, that I think 
Oh, that's a whole different podcast. So what that divorce is going to do? I don't think it's going to do anything. I think they'll they'll be totally they'll be totally fine. There's too much wrapped up in it. But I think they they spin it off because it is so valuable. But it also it's a different business. And the way the same thing that Google did going up to Alphabet, um, cloud and Amazon are are they're not the same thing. And so I think they're going to have to to capture some of the value. So I think that happens. That's a big prediction of mine. Um, I think that the next prediction is that Azure actually does something cool that people talk about <laughs> it's like the sleeper right now and yeah, and yeah. corporate it people love azure love it we use it for yeah, some stuff and it, it it's a really good platform and i think what what they have that a lot of people don't talk about is there's a machine learning core and they've got a lot in the computer vision space and so i think microsoft is going to figure something out there that is going to make that offering much more interesting i think ibm's not going to do anything and uh, I have no idea what Google's so You know, the do. first rule of Azure is you don't talk about <laughs> Azure. <laughs> but I, I, do, I think you're right. I think um, I was reading a really great article on Satya Nadella and the job he's done transforming the Microsoft culture. And, you know, when uh, he took over for Steve Ballmer, he was largely in a ditch and subsisting on its and own momentum. Great dancer, though. Yeah. Great dancer. Great dancer. Um, and and I, I have been, in fact, I think it's probably the, the most under-discussed story of the last 10 years is his ability to quietly come in, transform this huge hulking culture that was largely, we saw software. Windows. And, yeah, it Windows. was Windows. It Windows wasn't Microsoft. And, and Microsoft Office. Yep. Those were their two core platforms, and those are now essentially value-add products. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge thing. How do you uh, juxtapose him versus Tim Cook, right? Same sort of iconic People stepped aside or passed away, and then these these two. I wish Tim Cook had done what Satya Nadella had done. Tim Cook feels like he's just sort of a caretaker for the Steve Jobs legacy. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, granted, they're doing fantastic, and I can't argue. I've never invented an eighty-four billion dollar product line, but at the same time, too, there's something. In fact, that was part of my prediction for twenty nineteen. I won't spoil that, but. They they have to evolve. Apple has to evolve, and Tim Cook is not a force of evolution over there. Yeah, I mean they say services business. So I mean sales were down for phones. You know, they, for the one of the first times this uh, in the past quarter, um, they breaking out. The, they're breaking out the revenue in a different model, and so they are. They're going to release TV in the next couple of weeks, months. Year. I mean that's but that's going to be their big play is some sort of bundle and. He's going to have to do what Satya did in, in, in shifting the business from a core legacy, which at Microsoft was Windows and Office, and shift it to something like cloud. Tim Cook is going to have to do that with iPhone. Like Apple is iPhone. Yep. There's nothing else right now. Do you think people think like that or do you think you think like that, that Apple is iPhone? I don't think that people who have iPhones think that way. I don't think they care, but I think that the business... And the and the the markets start to think that way. Yep. Um, do you they, remember? They have to. Do you remember that video we all used to share around? It was the um, Mexican game show as the Apple engineer. Yes. Right. It was yeah. one of the funniest no. things I've ever seen in my oh, life. And show we'll, notes. We'll put that, that in the show the notes. Funniest. But the, the comment was so on things. because it really did. I think the reason that people don't think about Apple but they think about iPhone is because that's the only product line that's got any real sort of quality focus anymore. I mean, if you look at where the MacBook and the MacBook Air and all of these different devices have been going, that they're 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 not what they used to it's, be. It's so interesting. So we talk about the value of brands a lot, and mm-hmm. what is it? What is this thing that doesn't really exist, but it does, kind of depending on how you look at it. I think of Apple as a brand. I don't think of its products. I in my mind, I, I divorce their products with the logo and the aesthetic of their stores. 
I think it's a it's definitely a brand. I wouldn't argue with that. I think of Apple today as a platform. 1.4 billion devices mm-hmm. in market, and yep. I think that's just phones. If I know, if I remember correctly, I mean that is, you know, if you can go charge those people ten dollars a month, you're that's on, a pretty damn good business. But their and software is not. It, it's it's not. But they have they have such a platform. Well, their software is pretty good. I but mean, iOS is. I'm thinking of music. Like, yeah. Right. So if, if I started thinking about entertainment and how to manage that stuff. Like, as somebody who consumes yeah. majority over the web, like that's a terrible experience. I don't know if they'll ever get me back. I don't know what they could do. Yeah, and the difference there is, I believe that in the past it's been software to drive hardware, and now okay. they're moving away from software to drive hardware and instead it's just got to be fantastic software because the hardware just is what it is and i could get apple music or spotify on any device and now they're going to have to differentiate themselves if they're a services business through software and they really haven't been that great at that i I agree and i and i think about what you see in the marketplace and they've come in a woeful second or a third to so many companies when they used to just barrel right over you. It used to be that if Apple set its sights on something, you got to get the fuck out of its way or try and get sold or whatever the strategy was because there's just no way to compete. And now you look and they're getting up. So Apple TV, Samsung and Netflix crushed them on that. Siri, let's talk about Alexa. If Google can come in at the last minute and beat you, I mean, that doesn't say anything about, and, and to your point about software, it doesn't feel like they've made a cultural shift to focus on that. It feels like they're like, now we got to stay all in on iPhone because that's our bread and butter. And to talk about anything different, well, you probably go back down to the junior ranks after that. You know what I think is so funny about this entire conversation is that my prediction was around cloud, around <laughs> AWS, around and, and Microsoft, and we end up the conversation talking about Apple for five well, minutes, which I bet pisses off. I mean, but that's where all the conversation goes. Welcome what's, to cocktails what's, and questions, man. What, well, not just us, just in general. It all goes there because we had that expectation. But notice who I didn't mention at all in cloud, Apple. Right, iCloud, no. not even a thing. I don't even know no how cloud. it works. I pay like two ninety nine a month, and I still somehow don't have enough room on my phone. And my <laughs> wife really is constantly like, "I need more iCloud storage." How do you need you know three terabytes of cloud storage when you have All those six apps? Old crappy pictures. It just you never doesn't. Deleted. I don't even know Jeff how it Bezos works. Jeff Bezos may, but do that's guys, a different podcast. <laughs> but like, I, I saw something earlier that um, they were talking about: is Apple considered part of the Big Four anymore? Right, which is yeah. goes into what you were talking about with all these div- diversified services and, and revenue streams and all this stuff. And then you look at Apple and you're like, one of these things doesn't look like the other. Yeah. Right, you've got Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple, yeah. and one of them just doesn't. It kind of got to squint your eyes to throw them in there but just because. If, of their if you look at it from a business perspective, of course they're, they're huge. But I think collectively we're all looking at, and maybe we're a little bit closer to this than everybody else. So maybe that's why we obsess about it. But there's a massive transformation on the horizon through IoT. And that's where everybody's betting the next 20 to 30 years of growth are for these companies or the upstarts that want to go and take advantage of the opportunity. And it doesn't seem like Apple's anywhere to be found in that yeah. discussion. They're, they're so behind the eight ball. And it doesn't, unless Tim Cook has got some sort of like sixth level chess zen going on where he's like, no, 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 I don't want anybody to know. And then we're going to turn on the switch and it's all going to change. I just don't see them being competitive in the long term. All right. That's well, a good segue, though, to your, your prediction. My prediction for 2019 is 5G. We've been spending a lot of time talking with companies about this. And what you're seeing from AT&T, Verizon, different carriers, is they're going to start turning on market tests for 5G in 2019, which is going to give some people a taste of what this new bandwidth looks like. And, and the example I keep going back to is a Verizon engineer. He said, imagine trying to download all six seasons of Game of Thrones in high def <laughs> on your current 4G line. Imagine what that would feel like. 
in 5G, you should be able to do that in two to three minutes. So it's going to be an exponential growth in bandwidth, and that's going to open the door to all sorts of new heretofore and conceived experiences, which leads me to my next point, which is almost every analyst agrees this is actually going to be an adrenaline shot for a dying or slowing mobile market. A lot of mobile phones, though, people will have new uses for them. There will be increased demand for a lot of these latent applications like ARKit and ARCore, mm -hmm. um, which should, in theory, give um, Goose VR a little bit. I know we've all been sort of like collectively uh, holding our breath on VR. Well, you got a VR recently, right? I got an Oculus Go over the holidays. Uh, I enjoy it. Kay. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's it's kind of hard having my wife make fun of me when she walks in the room <laughs> and I'm playing on it and she starts laughing and telling me what a nerd I look like. But um, I do think, getting back to what we were talking about, it, to your point, it always goes back to Apple. If that's the case and the iPhone sales take off, then that further reinforces Tim Cook's belief that the iPhone is the future of the company, which I think is wrong. I don't think it's right. But So your prediction is 5G takes off. 5G it actually takes becomes off. real this year. Yes. And because of that, mobile there's a resurgence sales. in mobile phone yeah. sales versus where a lot of people are saying that we're kind of peak mobile phone right that's now. That's exactly right. So Got it's it. going to give that's us an adrenaline yeah. shot. In so this is this real 5G? Because, like, I mean, everybody's saying they're rolling out 5G. I think AT&T's new thing is they're taking their 4G and they're rebranding it 5GE. Yeah, well, that's what they did with 3G LTE. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember so, that. Yeah. And then they're yeah. like, we don't want to. 4G yeah. doesn't sound very sexy. Yeah, so, but I mean, that... Is it is it real? When are we going to see real 5G? Uh, 2020 is apparently when real 5G comes into market. Okay. But even the people just get excited this between year. 4G and 5G, like the the entry point for 5G is still amazing. I mean, it's like Five, 5G LTE. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> seven minute apps, right? It's a, it's one of those things. But um, no, it I it should be a transformative experience. Now, long run, all of that bandwidth is going to get gobbled up by our cars and refrigerators and coffee pots yep, yep. and laptops and everything talking to one another. But in the meantime, it should be fun because we don't have any of that. <laughs> and uh, we should be able to do all sorts of interesting things. So why do you think, um, for, for for people who maybe don't follow the, the market as close as you do, for, for one, why is the uh, world market for smartphones peaked? And why do you think this will change that? So there's a couple of reasons that are cited on um, sort of peak mobility right now. One, if you look around, almost everybody has one. Two, the newer models that are coming out aren't really all that impressive. Like yeah. they used to be, there aren't these substantive leaps. Yep. Um, uh, now you're seeing more and more people talking about, oh, I, you know, like what, uh, whatever the, that uh, portrait feature on the iPhone, right? Yep. Where they're like, it takes the really yep. crisp picture. Yeah. That, that didn't used to be the thing that people talked about. They used yeah. to talk about all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, and so when we look at that, there's not a lot new coming on the market. And then on top of it, there's some slowing economic conditions in China, which is also sort of a third point that's often yep. cited. Now, people can say that there's also... Apple so, pointed that as the yeah. thing that hit their earnings. Yeah. Right? They were actually up in the U.S. Down yeah. significantly in China. But, I mean, if you look at it... the Aside from the screen, what's the most demonstrable difference yeah. between your uh, Apple iPhone 10 and your iPhone uh, your iPhone 8? And it's it's screen size. Yeah. That's it. Screen size and a home button. Home yeah. button. That's it. And I, I left mine in an Uber and my 10, and I had I still had my 7. I'm back on my 7. Mm -hmm. yep. It's just a little bit slower. The battery sucks, but it's not worth. Like I I am the person who would always go upgrade to get back to the top of the line. Mm -hmm. And I don't really need it right now. Well, it, it's it's democratized. Sad point right? in my life. Well, it's democratized. It's it's yeah. It's it's the difference between building a platform and a feature. 
right? And so the one thing that, that the phone did for me is it made me realize how great it is to have facial recognition. Right. Yeah. Um, same thing True. when I use voice interactions. And if I have to use my hands when I know that I don't have to, and somebody else has shown me it's possible, I get annoyed. But, but your prediction is interesting about the rise of mobile because I actually have a little bit of an opposite take. Okay. Oh, Here's yeah. my hot take focusing on culture. Right. So hot do, take. Hot take. Flip phones are coming back way stronger than anybody thinks. And here's why. Do you remember the Zima podcast that we did? We were yes. Like, Damn, if we could only look back at time. Yes. So I'm back home in my hometown. And there's a, there's a kid standing on the corner who has terrible jean shorts on, mm-hmm. really chunky high-top Reeboks, wearing a Pearl Jam Alive t-shirt, which is essentially what I wore yeah, when I was in junior high. Ben Gaddis 95? That's right. What up? That's right. And, there's, and, and if you look at cycles, I think we've reached almost like peak social consumption. Um, you look at social trends and all this stuff, and I think the answer is flip phones. Yeah, that's my take. So, does a flip phone? My question on that is: a flip phone truly an old school Motorola razor doesn't do anything T nine keyboard, or is it? That's the case. I got a, a couple of those. Yeah, to you. or is it a smart flip phone? It's a smart flip phone. Yeah, a smart flip phone. But but Samsung's been working on that flex technology. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty yeah. sweet from CES. I mean, yeah. I, I dig it. But I, I think the 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 digital behaviors will change is what I'm getting at, and yeah. it's going to be a. Uh, a factor of the actual form of the device, right? Who's, Smaller who's digital behavior? Uh, mainly people that are like 17 and younger, as far as I can tell. So what's really interesting about that, um, over the holidays, I finally, officially, finally, officially cut the cord. I got rid of my cable Yay. box. Yep. Congratulations. Like my wife was like, are we going to watch that Versailles episode? I was like, oh, sorry, baby, that's wow. gone. She's <laughs> like, ah. Um, but we're fully on Hulu, Netflix, and of course, Amazon Prime Video. YouTube TV. But I have not done that. Jack says we need to do that. Gotta He's do a big it. fan. But the thing that is interesting to me is the least affected person was my 11-year-old because all he does is watch YouTube. It is the most amazing yep. thing I've ever seen. He and didn't even notice. No, he, he, I'm yeah. like, occasionally he's like, oh, I wanted to watch Cartoon Network, but that's only when his buddies are over. He has a little portable television with him, mm-hmm. and I really do think that's the model for the future. It's like yeah. portable TV, and I think 5G and 6G and whatever other Gs come after that are going to be the key. G-L-T-E. Yeah. The G key yeah. to yeah. Um, this whole idea of, like you're gonna be walking around with your cable provider. Yeah. I like that. I like that prediction of flip phone. I, I'm interested to see. And it's all sort of like coming together. I think there's there's two things there. One, there's gonna be people who are tired of being connected. Yes. And I think we've been talking about that for a long time. I've been calling bullshit on it. Everybody, nobody really wants privacy. They want more access. They want more usefulness. I think people are finally starting to get to the point where they're overwhelmed. So you're starting to see things like the light phone, which you can connect to your phone and it doesn't do anything other than calls. They're coming out with their second generation. So I think you're going to see these probably secondary phones that don't do much except keep you connected Mm -hmm. so that for an emergency or to call an Uber or something like that, you can, you can use those. So I think that's, that's one thing. I think though the flip phone idea of smaller screen that expands is what we're going to see with this flexible displays. And that's coming in huge. I mean, at CES, everybody was talking about it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of Chinese companies who are working on this right now. And actually, there's some pretty cool demos out there. I'll I'll, I'll send some so we have them in the show notes of foldable screens. That's the next big. So 5G, yes, the speed. But I think the foldable screen is going to be the deal that gets everybody back excited about. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine, right, you're waiting for an Apple or a Samsung or a Google announcement. Somebody flips out the phone. You know, it's the size of a 
iPhone 10 today, and then they flip it out two Roll times it out. and it's the size of a large iPad. Yep. That that's when new instances, new ideas, like just a totally different way of operating comes out. I think that's going to be the thing. It's not going to happen in 2019. We're going to have some real gimmicky, crappy experiences. Yeah, for sure. 2020 is what happens. Okay. So how are we going to be held responsible for this? Like, I think there's like a function of responsibility that all of these prediction shows should have, especially the worst. That's what's great about predictions. The worst part is Nobody ever comes back and says that. That's why, that's why, you know, weather, weathermen and, uh, you know, people who make predictions like us. That's right. Yeah. We can do do a mid-year check-in. I I say if if we're all still having this podcast one year from now, Austin, you're going to have to go and yeah. like find this episode <laughs> and bring it back, and we're going to have to look at it. Right. We'll do it. So that's right. fair. So we got a culture. We've got a technology. You had a bit of a business one. You got yep. another one you're thinking about, Ben? Um, I do. So uh, I've got a couple of them. I think the one that I'll be a little bit more explicit, um, we're doing a lot of work in the food space right now, and so there's about 7 million apps to get anything that you want delivered. You can get beer delivered. You can get... Food delivered, you can get that. I mean, we deliver through anything, right? And if any of you would like us to sponsor you, exactly. just reach out. <laughs> yeah. Cocktailquestions.com. So, um, <laughs> I think that we are at peak delivery platforms, okay. right? And that um, most of those companies are not public companies. I believe that they're probably bleeding money left and right because they're spending a ton of money to get these delivery drivers. So um, for those you know who are listening, we're talking about the Grubhubs or the Postmates, the Uber Eats of the world, uh, and Austin, the favors, right? Yeah. These people are spending so much money trying to get people to be a part of their network and then tacking on delivery fees. Um, it's a really, really challenging business. And it's been a race to who can acquire the most customers. And just like any good startup coming out of Silicon Valley, how can you burn as much cash as humanly possible, as fast as possible, and talk about a network effect or right scale? Yachts. You know? And Yachts so, yeah, and, well, yeah. and, and everybody wants to talk about scale, but there's too many people in this business to scale. So I think that. You saw Grubhub and uh, Seamless. Um, I think that Uber is going to buy somebody else. Okay. So there's a Postmates or um, somebody like a DoorDash. Uh, and then there's a million of these others. I think you're going to see consolidation. And I think that you'll see, just like we did in the home meal kit delivery space, a couple of them just all of a sudden go poof. Yeah. Right. Like, wait, wait a second. There was like HelloFresh and then there was um, Blue Apron and there were all of these Fresh things. Yeah. And, and yep. then... 500 of them popped up and then all of a sudden, you know, they start to go away. And so, um, I think that that's, that's when the a big market prediction. is frothy. Yep. Like when it's just like that yeah. irrational exuberance, it's just too much. You want a delivery. Or you be- want a delivery. <laughs> is it because the market falls out? Right. So the one thing I was thinking about when you look out, everyone talks about the, the coming crash, right. Yep. And will that be the cause of it or will it be something else? Do you think? Because the reality is getting, Getting a smoothie delivered to you is irrational. It is a, it's a it terrible is. business idea. Right. $8 for a $5 smoothie. So if we see a 2008 again or something yeah. worse, is it going to be demand that, shut, that shutters know, these places? That, or I'd be honest, be, I don't think it's going to take an economic downturn. No? When I was People at, are just going to realize how much they spend. I uh, private equity guy. guy is that nondescript enough? An executive at a private equity firm. Um, and we were talking about us doing a research piece for a client. And I was talking about, like, what's the thing holding you back now? Right? And he's like, oh, there's... There's so much money 
that makes all the fools come out. There's mm -hmm. all of these terrible business ideas that have somebody attached to it. Uh, like who, who knows what celebrity, Ja Rule, the yeah. Fire Festival, something mm. like that. But it's like, there's so many bad deals out there. <laughs> and I do think that at a certain point, private equity and VC was like, whoa, they wake up, they take some Advil, drink some Gatorade, like what were we doing? I gotta go make some apologies to some of our investors. And that's when you start seeing the Series D and Series E getting cut off. And that's when you see the shakeout. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming. It's coming because a lot of these companies, you know, their their pitch is that when all of this becomes autonomous, our costs will be nothing. Yeah, and we'll be able That's to deliver. Crap. It's going to be a long time. I mean, <laughs> well, and and it may be yeah. five years, right? Which is actually not a long time. You can't burn cash. You can't burn level. cash. Yeah. If um, so that's my prediction. All right, I buy it. Um, my follow up prediction. Mark Zuckerberg finally gets in trouble, like real trouble. Ooh, ooh. I just feel like the culture at Facebook, I was reading this Fortune article. Like from uh, his mom or from be. the government? <laughs> from his wife? I think from, I think from, there's, a, there's from, a lot from of both. levels of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, and I can't tell you which will be more hurtful, the legal indictment <laughs> or the disappointment by his parents. Um, but there was a really great article um, on Fortune, this guy, Roger McNamee, who I had not heard of prior to, but he's an activist investor. Um, now, he used to be just a sort of regular investor, and he was Mark Zuckerberg's mentor for a long time, is like actively campaigning against Facebook, particularly because of the culture. And he indicated his reasons were very clear. He feels that it's an evil organization that Ooh. is bent on doing nothing but manipulating you to get your data and has no interest in protecting it on the back end. This is a guy who knows what he's talking about. Um, whether or not and that's wholly true. I do think the drums are starting to beat so loudly against Facebook that it will be hard to ignore. Um, and they're finally going to be held accountable. Do I know exactly how? No. I think you're right. I think, and there's a, there's a lot of people who are um, making predictions around who goes at Facebook. Um, I think it's probably going to be, I, it can't be Zuckerberg though, right? I mean, he controls, he has uber majority just because of the voting class of his stocks he's not going to be able to you can't get rid of him but i think, I think that it depends on how toxic it, it is i mean john schnatter at papa john's he owns a huge chunk of that company and they pushed him out of the ceo role That's steve true. jobs got pushed out and he was the founder of apple and he came back but i mean it's not unheard of i guess the question is like at what point and we talked about this will 2019 be the year where policy finally catches up Right. And people yeah. who are in charge of administration and law enforcement finally stop acting like morons. Like, can you explain this thing to me? How yeah. it works? You know, yeah. like, you know how it works. You just don't want to go after. It. Do they know how it works? Though? I think so. like, I mean, that's that's the that's the big question for me is I, I don't know that they actually. There's no way that they do. If, yeah. you, if you go off of the hearings that just happened, what, six months ago and we made we, we dra dragged that thing out. I have no reason to believe that that the people that are put as figureheads know how it works. And yeah. I don't think that they're incentivized to know how it works. Yeah. I do think it's going to be interesting with like, with some of the new up and comers like AOC, you yep. know, uh, like people who actually understand these platforms. Um, but even, the, even does she even understand the business model behind that? Or does she just understand how to use the platform? Cause you could say Trump really understands how to use a platform like Facebook or Twitter, Twitter. to get it. Oh, but, oh, oh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, how come gave it to me? It's a, HPO, it's going to come to the States. It's about Brexit and how the same data manipulation led to Brexit. I'm going to have to look this up real quick while you guys are talking. Okay. It's got Benedict so, Cumberbatch in it. All right. So interesting prediction there. Brandon, you got another one? Uh, yeah, it's kind of the confluence of what we were talking about. I'm just thinking about how giddy he just got by saying Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict I Cumberbatch. I couldn't tell if it was because of the man or the auditory. Real quick, the name yes. of the, the film is Brexit. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Thanks for staying tuned yeah. for that big reveal. It's it, it, like it looks great. It looks amazing. I cannot wait to see when it comes to the states. And look, look at Benedict Cumberbatch right there. Oh wow! True to form, a real thespian transforming yes. himself into a bald Brit, not looks a handsome like Brit. Shit. Yeah. So um, it, it's supposed to be good, and a lot of it is how Facebook and data was manipulated. Yeah. In the same way that they suspect the twenty. 16 election was so i have a few predictions to run through i'll just the one through one is is kind of the confluence of what we've been talking about it combines what you were saying about aws you know the implied dick pic comment was kind of funny i thought that was uh that had to be a conspiracy right jeff bezos sending private pictures uh, i mean it was I that like just like the national hey, inquirer the has suddenly become like a legitimate bastion anyway. of journalism somehow <laughs> the, um, only these days yeah. but but when you look at uh you know, Amazon's moved to DC and you talk about 5G and all the data that's going to be going back through the cables. Net neutrality is going to come up again, all this stuff. I don't think 2019 is going to be the year that they realize it, but I think it's going to lay the foundation for regulation of the tech industry, right? If you mm -hmm. look at the trends of antitrust, if you look at the collapse of any other viable ad network, Google's got over 90% of search traffic, you know, all this stuff, like it is it's stifling to innovation and it's not a good thing. And so mm -hmm. I think what they're going to do, part and parcel to your prediction, Ben, um, I think they're going to proactively spin things off as, as uh, behavior to point to, to say, to say, see, we're not the same company anymore. Yep. You know, Facebook and Instagram, Google and YouTube, um, Amazon and AWS and all their services, they're going to start to uh, fragment these companies, but only as a defense measure is my, is my prediction. Yeah. Um, Scott Galloway, really smart guy. And yep. I listened to a lot of his stuff. Uh, you know, he, he had a similar take around the spinoffs and what he was talking about is imagine if you go to Google and you immediately spin off YouTube, right? It, hyper, hyper valuable company. But then what happens? Like, does YouTube immediately start a search business? Because if they did, then there would actually be competition and it yep. would make a lot of sense because they've got all of those users. And does Google then immediately start a video business right. and do you have competition? Well, same thing with AWS and Amazon. Same thing with uh, when you when you look at you know some of the other But other if it key does, providers. the CPMs go down, right? That's the best part of it, right? Yes. All of a sudden yeah. the market becomes more efficient. Yep. That the, the fact to your point, Brandon, the fact that there's one company calling the shots. Yeah. Like, and that's why they won't do it. There's Bing and Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, well, that's but not I think the, the you, I didn't think about this, but the the video search, there's um I'll find the company, put it in the show notes. There's this um, visual search company out of India. Um, using machine vision and machine learning that essentially you can upload a video and it extracts everything from it, auto tags, like portions of it, um, because video is just one layer, but yeah. it actually can see the layers through the video hmm. and then um, chop it up into useful content, both uh, text and video. It's pretty awesome. But I don't know. I think that's the foundation, man. I think they're in trouble. The thing that, speaking of Scott Galloway, was when he went off on why they chose DC, yeah. Was, was that's when I was like, oh shit, I never thought about it like that, right? He kind of shed a lot yeah, of right. the whole He thing. just wants to be able to walk to his office. Yeah, he's yeah. too old and he wants to be close to people that can disrupt him. his business. If I can yeah. walk to my office, that'd be great. Like, all right. No, yeah. I, I actually saw him when we were at Con in oh, the yeah? summer. That man Did is a fanboy? monster. Did you fanboy? Like, he is bit? huge. I was shocked. Now, I, I can be honest with you. I was a little tired from. I was like, I'm tired. Just, just oh, sitting here and yeah, peck out. tired when you drink too much like, and stay out all night. Exactly. Tired. But I was, I was tired. shocked because I had seen him at his Stern School lectures <laughs> and I had seen him in his L2 videos, which are just prolific. And I never thought he was like six, seven in like he's Game a, of Thrones he's a, material. He's, he's a big dude. You know, he listens to this. Um, he, yeah, he probably he, does. He does. He shot I mean, me. Everybody does. He does. So, oh, he has your direct. All right. One last prediction just to go against yours, James. Which one? 
against Facebook? you know well you talked about AR You're saying 5G and VR. is not coming? <laughs> no. 5G is coming. It's going to be fake 5G <laughs> for the next 6 for months. Gaze-y-G. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 5G LTE. And then um I I don't think VR I think nothing happens in VR this year. Yeah. Nothing. I can agree. Nothing. So if anything happens, you are by default wrong. Yes, exactly. Wait, can, can no, you, I'm going to find yeah. anything. No, I'm nothing meaningful. Right. Right. So I, I, I think there'll I, be more I, headsets. I, there'll be I, less I cords. I, there'll be more. I think that's actually fine. Yeah. Like, and VR is a ways off. I get that Oculus Go. It's fun. It's certainly not anything that if I were shoot, an I got to put it on and shoot some, shoot some zombies. Some and zombies and stuff like that. S- pretend like I was on a couch watching Netflix. A lot Netflix, of those use cases that they're I talking about. Have a I, couch I actually and love Netflix. that. Yeah. I thought that was fun. But yeah. a lot of those use cases that you talk about create a real commercial context for VR require some more significant leaps in the hardware. And on top of it, Executives don't want to pay for it. That's not there. I think AR is where we start seeing traction based okay. on I five G. All right, I'll so bite on that. Before we get out of here on our first episode of two thousand and nineteen, with all the right predictions, there's no doubt about that. Uh, coolest thing you guys have one, or have you been heads down, sort of in the weeds? No wrong answer here. Coolest thing you've seen l- lately? What's yours? So mine is actually an app called Stash. You guys familiar with Stash? No. It's really interesting, right? So I think they're. Um, you know, you know, you know how I'm obsessed with financial institutions and trying to make things more accessible. This is the uh, a great uh, app that I've seen do it really well. So essentially, you can uh, roll up change, you can set auto drafts from your bank account, and you can invest in singular companies or you can invest in aggregated companies. And I found it because I was looking for a way to invest in the cannabis industry. So there is a portfolio of called Corporate Cannabis on Stash. And if you guys sign up for it, tell me because we each get five bucks. Um, Send it to me. I'll I'll um, sign up. So if you look at my portfolio, it's Corporate Cannabis. It's AI's top picks. That's performing about 10% right now. Um, Clean and green, stocks worldwide, um, all sorts of companies, all sorts of up and coming, things like that. It's just a fun, fun little way to invest and just to watch, kind of play some games, right? But then they've got Stash Cash, right, which is a which is a fee free bank essentially. It's tied to your Stash account. There's no monthly fees. There's nothing like that. They have um, retirement accounts that you can set up, so it's hmm. educating like this entire market that's not even thinking about retirement. They have um, I forget what they call it, but essentially I can set up. Um, it's like life insurance. What is what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, custodial account. That's the okay. word I was looking for. But it's all inside a Stash app, man. And I just thought it was a really well-designed um, financial health instrument for a lot of people. How about you? Uh, two things. One, nerdy cool, and the other, actually cool. So Xiaomi, which is Chinese. Yao Ming? No, Xiaomi, oh. which is a, I don't even know that I'm saying that right, but that's how <laughs> I say it, um, is a one of the largest phone manufacturers in China, huge business growing. It starts with an X. Um, and it must yeah, be good. Xiaomi. Must be anyway, good. they um, released a foldable phone at CES um, that folds out three times bigger than than the size. We'll put it in the in the notes. That's cool. Video is pretty awesome. Okay. So I th- thought that was How cool. How big was it when it was folded up? Re- regular size phone. Looks just like a regular phone, and then it just flips out one on each side, so a panel on each cool. side. Um, so it looks like an iPad mini. Okay. Um, uh, but the the next thing, kind of to your point around stash, uh, you all know, hopefully, Acorns. Mm-hmm. So Acorns, you know, you can um, just stash away, rounds up your purchases and puts them in an investment fund. Um, they've been growing really, uh, really fast, and they just announced that their biggest investor, and they're coming pretty close to being uh, over, worth over a billion dollars and privately held, um, is NBC Universal. Okay. Which is 
the reason why that was interesting to me is because we talked a lot about banks being disrupted and um, the future of banks, and but we haven't had that many good examples. The main reason why NBC Universal is the lead investor there is because not because of all the things that um, that uh, Acorns is doing in the financial space, which are pretty amazing and make them look a lot like a bank and the ability to go up against a bank. It's that they create content about yeah. wealth and savings and how you do that, that they're creating, I think like 500, a thousand articles. And so they're going to pair them up with CNBC to create shows and content specifically around that. So imagine if all of a sudden now JP Morgan Chase or Bank of America is competing against CNBC as yeah. a bank who has a built-in user base and all day long, all they're doing is acquiring customers at zero advertising cost. A content generator content, versus bank. So, right? so there's they're, and they're actually doing something different and they're doing it in a way that customers care about. So I thought that was really interesting. It's more of a signal of what's going to happen, but um, you, you reminded me something says, to focus on. So to, to that end, uh, and then we'll get James's in there, the uh, Stash actually has a podcast. Right, because it, yeah. it, the app itself is very educational based, right? So if you have a hundred dollars, what should you do with it? So yeah. their whole podcast is called "Teach Me How to Money." Yep. Right. Teach me how to money. Feel okay about my income. All about credit and credit cards to keep New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And it's just educating the consumer. And that's where now. banking is going to have to go. It's going to have right. to be lo- a lot less around. I can get you one percent or two percent on your money. It's well, what do I do with that money? When do I put it there? What do I do with that two percent when I make it? Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. Have you guys, anybody done, uh, Marcus? Yeah, I got Marcus. Yeah. You got Marcus. Yeah. I'm about to roll some money over to Marcus. Yeah. So, um, one thing I forgot to mention that I think we all should have talked about whether or not snap makes it through 2019, Oh no! but uh, no <laughs> we shouldn't have, we should have talked about it. But the coolest thing I've seen, um, was, um, something Brandon, you sent me and I have this Uh-oh. bizarre love affair with companies that find way to take s- dumb platforms and make them smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, the yeah. Naki. That was that was just brilliant. And if you guys go on, it's k n o c k i dot com, and it actually turns any surface into a remote control. What's What's really cool is they're actually part of the 2019 Tech Stars Austin cohort, which is how we got introduced to those guys. Yeah, I really want to go meet that, that team. Um, so yeah, we'll be watching those guys for sure. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, thank y'all for the time, man. It was too. It's been too long. We'll get back together soon. Do it again. Uh, we'll check in about halfway to see how right I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until then, be good to yourselves and good to one another. Talk to you next time. Adios. Take care.